Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. invite the presence of the Lord to help us during the time of the word. God, we love you today. We worship you for who you are today. We magnify you in Jesus' name.
this July the fourth weekend, making it, celebrating Independence Day, celebrating the writing, the declaration of independence. So we honor our country. I hope you have a big party tomorrow. Have a lot of fun, fireworks, watermelon, cheeseburgers on the grill. Whatever you do, but celebrate it. I'm glad for our freedom in the United States of America. I'm blessed. We are blessed. Amen. In the book of Exodus, in the of Exodus chapter 12, reading with verse 1, I honor all of you, all of our all of our guests that are here. We welcome you. We're so thankful. Hopefully you've able to find parking today. They've worked very diligently to make sure there's parking available for all of you. So would you give appreciation to all of our team that has shuttled from another parking today? Amen. Tonight's going to be very powerful. Our daughter work teams that go into, into seven other cities are going to be here tonight. And we want God to be with them, minister to them. The Lord has given me a word for tonight. I've known for some time what I'm going to preach tonight. God has spoken to me specifically about this evening service. Exodus 12. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be together. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron on in the land of Egypt. Everybody say bondage. Saying, this month shall be unto you the beginning of the months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Everybody say, it's going to be a beginning. What he was saying to them at this moment is I am declaring independence for you from the land of Egypt and bondage. Verse 13 says, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Amen. There was a token of declaration. It was the token of his blood, of the blood of the lamb. Somebody say amen. I declare freedom in this building. I declare liberty in this building. Amen. Today I'd like to preach to you from this portion of scripture on simply the declaration of independence. You may be seated. I am so thankful here today to have Sister Ferris with us. We're so honored that she's here. We want her to come. Would you come, Sister Ferris, and greet us? Amen. Let's stand and honor her. She and Bishop Ferris led here so wonderfully for over 20 years. And uh, we're so thankful that their leadership, amen, their kindness. And she's here helping us this week get ready for our 80th anniversary coming this fall. Would you welcome her? We want her to greet you here today. Appreciate you. You can be seated. I just take any excuse to come home because it's such a wonderful place. And we have been gathering information and books, and I've done some interviews. The first interview I did was probably the senior member of the church, my mother. She is 94 years old. 
And while she is suffering a, a lot of memory loss, she remembered back to when she came to God for the first time experienced her family. She was five years old. The lesson that Brother Bounds taught was so powerful because it is about your family. That's all we have when it boils down to it. But my mother remembers at five years old her family being invited to church and Brother Baker stopped in front of her and said, Jesus really loves you. It put a desire in that little woman's life that she taught for 63 years Sunday school. She, she never drove, but she got someone to get out and drive her. And I know at one contest she had over 100 visitors. That was my heritage. And Brother Bounds, when you spoke this morning, I'm here because we're going to write a book but I have a book. And my mother said, the first place I ever took you was to church. Those first two few chapters of my book, my mother wrote for me. And then I watched a little boy come over and hug you. And I thought about that chapter in my life when I realized I had a pastor. And he was my hero. I loved my pastor. And every chapter in my life has been written around God and the church. There is nothing like that. And you're writing your book. And let that first chapter be your start here. And you can rewrite anything that is in the past is in the past. But this last chapter that we are writing is the most vital chapter. And I want the last chapter of my life, my story, to be full of God. And I, I'm just, I'm enthralled with you this morning. I love you, and so many of you I don't know, but uh, for those of you who grew up with me and watched me grow up, probably held me, and then called me your pastor's wife, I thank you for, I thank you for my heritage. I love you. Amen. God bless her. So September 23rd through the 25th, you don't want to miss it. We're going to celebrate 80 years. You may be seated. I just want to say today that 430 years in Egypt is long enough. Raising your family in bondage is long enough. Being in a place with a Pharaoh that sees you as nothing more than a threat, trying to put you in bondage to to demoralize you, to think you're less than what God wants you to be. There's got to get a moment in your spirit that says, I'm tired of the beating. I'm tired of the loss. I'm tired of stomping in, in, in straw and mud and making mortar for houses I'll never live in and only to get leftovers of beatings and brokenness and beat down and feel like I'm a nobody. There's got to get a moment in you that starts surfacing something down in you that realize that God made me in his image and that wasn't to be beat down and broken and depressed and fearful. There's got to get something in you that says enough is enough. I'm going to go ahead and tell you tonight 
It's not the will of God that I look at my babies in bondage. I look at my babies in torture. I look at my babies in, in, in brokenness. It's not the will of God. And the Lord comes down and he says to Moses, he said, Moses, what's going to happen now is going to be a beginning for the children of Israel. It's going to be the beginning of a month to you. This is where the year will begin. You know what he was saying? You're getting ready to come out of this mess. It's you're, You've been here too long. You're not gonna stay here. This is a moment in your life, but this is not your final destination. I wish somebody would shout, I'm coming out of Egypt. I wish somebody else would shout for your family member, they're about to come out of Egypt. The Lord makes the declaration and this is what he says. It's gonna be the beginning. It's gonna be a beginning. I want you to look at your neighbor and say it's gonna be a beginning for us. He said, speak ye unto the congregation of Israel saying in the 10th day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb. Every house is to have a lamb. They're to take that lamb and kill it. They're to take the blood of the lamb and apply it upon the doorpost. And he said, I am going to visit Egypt. And when I visit Egypt, he said, I'm bringing judgment on this place. I'm bringing judgment on the place that has come against you. I come to preach to you what I feel in the spirit. The Lord is about to remove your adversary. God is about to strike the thing that's been against you for a long time. There has been an opposing force that's tried to stop everything that you wanted to move forward with. But today I feel it is a beginning for a family that says enough is enough. God's gonna remove my enemies. Come on, let the Lord arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies will be scattered. Somebody shout hallelujah. I preached a series to this church several months ago and I preached a series to you about Esther's progression of faith. I talked about her fear of the king and then her call of God. Then I talked about her having dominion. I won't go back and surface that and I'm not going to preach long. But when she became uh, disruptive, uh, interrupted in, as a queen, when Mordecai found himself down in the gate, at the king's gate, weeping because he had read a letter that was from Haman that said every Jew in 127 province is going to be destroyed. Can I say to you, Haman is a type of the devil. He wants to destroy every family, every marriage, every one of these awesome young people. He would love to destroy you. And I just want you to know he's already declared in writing with a signet ring with some level of authority that he's going to do that. He's already got a day picked out that he's going to try to destroy your life. Haman wrote a letter. It was put in the law. It was delivered to 127 provinces or really nations that had kings. There was backing by it with authority. There was a level of authority. I say to you today that the devil has some authority. He's a thief. He's come to steal, to kill, and destroy. And he has declared war against every Christian home. He's written it down. He's sent it out with all of his messages. He's put them in every province and he's given a stimulus package behind it 
to every governor and every facilitator, every city mayor is gonna be able to have it. That's what Haman did. He allowed money to be sent for everybody that would kill a Jew, would be destroyed, would be paid for it. And if you killed a Jew, you get their home and all of their belongings. That is what he did. But what he did not know is who the queen was. He just thought she was the wife of the king. But no, she was a Jew that had a call of God on her life. She wasn't just in the palace. She was in the palace for such a time as this. The devil needs to understand. He needs to think about who he's messing with right now. We're not just a people. We are the people of God. I'm not preaching to churchgoers. I'm preaching to the bride of Christ. You're not just here. Amen. God has a purpose for you. She walks to the king trembling. Everybody take your hand and tremble just for a minute. She goes before the king trembling. Why? Because her, her pastor, her cousin Mordecai had said, have you not heard what's going on? Have you read the letter? Everybody in the kingdom, every Jew in 127 provinces is gonna be killed. Everybody. Haman's got a plan. Look at your neighbor and say, the enemy's got a plan. He's down there in sackcloth and ashes and grieving and agony. Mordecai is over the people. He's, sometimes you don't understand why pastor acts the way he acts. So young people don't understand why your parents act the way they do. I'm gonna tell you why. Because they are desperate to see this change. That the attack of the enemy. How many of you ever felt attacked of the enemy or your family attacked by Haman? The Bible calls him the Antichrist. The Bible calls him a serpent. The Bible describes him as the enemy of our soul. How many know there is an enemy of our soul? Oh, but he says, Esther, you've got to get in there. You've got to go to the king. You're the one that can change this. Don't you think you're going to escape this, this declaration of Haman? Don't you think for a minute you're going to escape this being the queen? You've got to get in there. She goes in trembling. Tremble with me just for a minute. She goes in trembling. What she doesn't understand, she doesn't understand who she is. But when she walks in, the king gives the golden scepter. Oh, Esther. Come here. I'm sorry I've been so busy for 30 days. I want you to know, half the kingdom belongs to you. She was just hoping the king wouldn't kill her. That's sometimes how we live for God. We're just hoping we do not go to hell. Sometimes we go to church just hoping God doesn't kill us. Think at your neighbor and say, God doesn't want to kill you. We got to get beyond that. And she went in trembling. She had told her pastor, well, if I perish, I perish. She goes in thinking she's going to die because she really doesn't know who she is before the king. But when she got before the king said, half the kingdom belongs to you. Whatever you ask, I will give it. And when she goes in, she says, I need a banquet with you. I need a banquet with you. You know what happens? In short form, she gets in there, invites Haman, and the king said, what is it that you want with me today? She said, there is, a, there is an enemy of my people. I want somebody to shout, there's an enemy of my people. Yeah. Say this, there's an enemy of my marriage. There's an enemy of my children. There's an enemy of my house. There's an enemy of my church. And he's declared that we're all going to be destroyed on this day. The king said, well, who is it? 
she says, watch this shy, timid girl. She said, it's that wicked Haman. I wish some of you would get some fire inside of you. I wish some of you in this building would get a little stirred up in this 2022 year and not be mediocre complacent about where we are because the enemy has already declared today he's gonna try to destroy you. But here's what I know in this building. There are some moms and dads. There are some young people and young adults. There are some grandparents and seniors that say, you're not gonna get my family. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you declare. You're not getting my home. You're not getting my family. You're not gonna get my kids. You can't. We're protected. We got something with us. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord has declared deliverance for your family. The Lord has declared deliverance for you against the enemy. He said, just put the blood on the doorpost and stay in the house and I'll destroy your enemy. That's what's about to happen. God's about to bring a great revival to this church. I wish somebody would clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Come here, Rowan. Y'all can be seated. Sit down. The enemy has declared. You already know what the enemy wants to do. All of you know what the enemy wants to do. He's declared this is what he's going to do. And when she said, it's that wicked Haman, Rowan, jump up and shout, it's that wicked Haman. That, wicked Haman. that was weak. <laughs> now, Rowan, Rowan starts in the mornings a little slow, but by the evening, it would have been a whole lot better. All you young people know him, know what I'm talking about. I want you to say, it's that wicked Haman. It's that wicked Haman. That was a little bit better. I want you to say, it's that wicked Haman. It's that wicked Haman. Oh, that's good right there. That's good. (laughs) King, this is what he said he's going to do to my family. And when he, when she told the king, this is what he's going to do, the king, it started in his feet. Haman looked at him and knew he's done just by the expression on the king's face that this is what you were planning on doing to my people. And the Bible tells us that he got on his knees and began to crawl his way to Esther begging for forgiveness. He knew he had messed up. And the king said, take him and hang him on the gallows that was made for the preacher. Take him and hang him on the gallows that was made for Mordecai. The devil would love to take me out. He has set traps for me to destroy me as your pastor. But I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen to the devil. He's gonna hang in the trap that he set for the preacher. I pray in the Holy Ghost right now because the thing that has come against you is about to be reversed on them. God's about to turn this thing around and you're gonna see a breakthrough in your family. You're gonna see a breakthrough in your children. You're gonna see a breakthrough in your city. If you believe it, clap your hands and shout amen. I was prophesied as a boy. Recently, the Lord told me, earlier this year, I would revisit some roots in my life, things I forgot. When I was just a teenage preacher, there's a guy that called me out and prophesied over me. He said, the Lord's put a fire on you, an unusual fire. I've had people that have dreams that have seen that fire. I'm not trying to give personal reference, but I feel to tell you this. God visited me just a few weeks ago about something he did for me when I was 16. And I feel to share this with you. He said, "You're you're gonna be a preacher that's gonna stand for holiness convictions. He said, but there are going to be men that are going to set traps for you. 
He said, but they're going to fall in their own traps. What I say to you, every family in this room that stands for truth like Mordecai, you have traps for, for sitting for you because of what you believe and what you stand for and the people that you are. I would say to you in 2022, don't compromise under the pressure of Haman. Don't compromise under the pressure of the spirit of the Antichrist. If you've ever stood for truth, stand for it now. If you've ever been a believer, be a believer now. If you're ever gonna make a difference, make a difference now. <laughs> Pastor Cody, Pastor Nehemiah, I declare freedom for my family. Haman's hung and and the king comes to Esther, Brother Baal, and says, what do we do? The king says, what do you want me to do? She said, I need you to take care of some business. She said in Esther chapter eight, I'll just be a few more minutes, says, if it please the king, if I have found favor in thy sight, in verse five, and the thing seem right before the king, and I be pleasing in his eyes, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews, which are in all the king's provinces. She said, I'm asking permission that this thing that has been sent and written up by Haman would be reversed. That what was intended for us will be intended for the people that are against us. It's soaking in. It's sinking in. What was declared against us, I'm asking it to be reversed and go against the people that are against us. Oh, somebody say amen. amen. Somebody shout, a reverse is about to happen. Well, I feel like I'm playing Uno. Come on, I feel like I'm playing Uno. And you've got to draw four in your hand. That's what I feel right now. And they have been laying it on you, laying it on you until the reverse came. And when the reverse came, I've got to, I've got to draw four, I draw two. I'm about to reverse what's been coming my direction. I'm telling you what I feel. Everything that's been against you is about to be destroyed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And God is going to do something powerful. Come on, jump to your feet and clap your hands and say, God's about to reverse this in my life. God's about to reverse it. Everybody stand. Come here, Rowan. Come here, you're gonna be, you're gonna work for the post office right now. The Bible says they use mules and camels and guys that rode on them, amen. Hey, watch this, hold on. And the king says, she said, for how can I endure to see the evil that shall come into my people? How can I sit here with Haman dead but a declaration that's alive? because what you speak does come to pass. Somebody said one time, even a false prophecy can come to pass if you believe it. Not gonna believe it. No, 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 somebody shout no, no, no. She said, I can't stand here at the thought of him being dead and a declaration he spoke being alive. Then the king, Ahasuerus said to Esther, the queen, the queen and the Mordecai the Jew. Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman. I have now given what belonged to the enemy to Esther. 
and him they have hanged upon the gallows because he laid his hand upon the Jews. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil's had a bad day. <laughs> right, watch what he says. Write ye also for the Jews. I need a nick pen. Be seated just as I'm not, I promise I'm not much longer. Not you, Rowan, you gotta stay, stay near me. Come up here. Play those right there. He said, right, hold that. Write ye also for the Jews as it liketh you. Watch what he said. Write whatever you want to write. Write your own declaration. The devil wrote what he wanted. But some of you got to get out today and you got to get your ink pen out and there's got to be a declaration here from a Jew, from somebody that has the backing of the king. It's amazing what you'll declare if you believe the king's going to back you up. Hey, can I just preach to you? Whatsoever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. He said, whatsoever you loose on earth, I'm going to loose. Somebody shout, yeah. Write ye also for the Jews as it liketh you in verse eight. He said, in the king's name. This is so powerful. I come to you in the name of the king. I come against every spirit of fear, every spirit of deception, every spirit of infirmity, everything the devil sent by. I come against you in the name of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There's power in the name of the king. For the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring, may no man reverse. And this is what I feel on this Sunday morning. God has a blank sheet of paper on this altar today for every mama, for every daddy. He's given you a blank sheet of paper. I really do feel Haman has been hung. Haman has been destroyed. Haman has gone. What he's waiting on you to do is get to your feet, get your ink pen out and make some declarations over your, your marriage, over your children, over your Don't make me feel like I'm up here all by myself now. Is there anybody that says enough is enough? Today I make a declaration. Today I make it. Come on, jump to your feet and clap your hands and say today is Independence Day. Right on there, you Right fast, because I don't want to preach long. Can't have my whatever you want it to be. Right as it seemeth good to you. But I like this one. You can't have my family. It's not signed Rowan, it's signed, you write it. J E S U, you're 
Jesus. Can I tell you, I come against the enemy in the name of Jesus. You can't have my home. You can't have my marriage. You can't have my family. You can't have my joy. You can't have my ministry. This is what I feel for 2022. This is what I feel for some of you. Today is Independence Day, but today is not just Independence Day. It is the declaration of independence. You've got to declare what God's going to do in your life. There are blank sheets of paper up here. This is what I feel. You've got to get that piece of paper and you've got to write some things down in there. You need to post them in the door of your house. Post it. How many feel like the devil's been attacking your joy? Raise your hand. Sister Brown? Here. You can't have my kidneys. I wish somebody would run down here and get me. I wish there was a desperate grandmother. I wish there was a sincere father right now that would get this piece of paper right on there. You can't have my son name. You can't have my daughter. I wish there was somebody down here would get desperate. Come on, is there anybody that feels it? I'm telling you, if you'll write it, you'll see it. There's power in a declaration. Come on, everybody that will. It's declared. You can't have my family. It's about the reverse. It's about the reverse. You take it and deliver it. Put it on your house. Can't have my family. What are you declaring today? Come on, that's it. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.